what expectations do you have of your squad? Um, I think overall, um, doing better than the last, or the last couple of seasons, but obviously in my time here, um, good work done enough to make sure we're in the division, of course, that was the, the biggest challenge. And then from there, can we take you know some of the stuff we've learned from that forwards and, and improve? Um, I think that's the first step. I'd imagine you've got confidence that they can do better than last season. What gives you that confidence that they can? Yeah, certainly I've got confidence. I think um, having a pre-season with the players, we've had a few, for different reasons, came in late and stuff because of internationals and uh, a couple of injuries. But generally having a pre-season with them and you know rubbing off hopefully more um, with what we expect from them. Um, and some of the things that I think are important. So, you know, the, the truth is when the, when the whistle blows, you know, but so far, I think during pre-season, it's been a pretty solid pre-season. There's been some good performances um, and a good energy and belief in what we're doing. So we want that to obviously go into the first game and beyond. You have spoken about difficulties in the transfer market. I wonder how many more bodies do you feel you need to get in before that window shuts? Well, it's, uh, there are challenges. Um, that's been apparent. Um, we've been linked with many. That's always the case. Um, no, I think it's not really an exact number, but I, th I think I spoke last year and I think everyone knew it, certainly Evertonians. Um, there was a, a big imbalance in the squad, you know, too many players in certain positions. So we're having to, um, and we've somewhat done that, we're having to rebalance. So therefore we need to find that balance so the players that can fill, fill in the slots, if you like, but obviously have a quality that we think is appropriate. And finding that right mixture, you know, we have got some experience here. Can we find the next young players as well? to add into that experience and, and build the, the squad in a different way than it has been in the past. Obviously, I'll have to throw names at you. Wilfred Nonto was left out of the lead squad last night. I know it's easy for us to put two and two together, but what indication is that, that there is a deal to be done there because we hear that Everton have had approaches not backed by Leeds? Well, as you know, I don't tend to speak about other players. Um, he's a good player. There's lots out there. Um, the one I will speak about um, is Youssef. He's... he's nearly at a situation for me to be clear on it's it's very close now so that's why I'm happy to speak about that one um, so hopefully that'll get done and that's a young player of course who can like I say add a different layer and a different dimension to rebuilding or, or adding to the squad um, so yeah there's there's a number of players out there um, I've said all along we're working hard which we are doing um, so let's see where you know what we can open up Yusuf got some of the qualities that Dominic has in terms of hold-up play and being able to. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's young. For starters, he's young. He's you know we're not we're not uh, putting any kind of uh, pressure on him at all at this stage. Um, you know he's very young in his career, on the pitch and off the pitch, in his natural professional understanding. Um, but we think he's got the raw raw talent and ingredients to be a good player. So that's why we've got him here. And are you able to tell us any more about Hugo Ekatike? Because we hear that there's been at least contact with PSG. Uh, no. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Is that no contact? or? Uh, no, there's not to my knowledge about him. Okay. Uh, Damari Gray, in terms of potential outgoing, uh, outgoings, I mean, what potential is there that he could go to Fulham? The players that are here are still here. Um, that's the truth of it. You know, the, the links with people like whether it's him or the, the ones I keep reading about him, Mason, uh, Andre Gomez, you know, people like that, they're still here. They're still absolutely part of the club. And then if that changes, you'll be the last to know. <laughs> <laughs> Standard. Absolutely. Uh, what do you expect from Fulham then? Obviously, first game of the season. Marco has also had his own fair share of, of problems trying to build on, on what they managed to do last season, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all know it's a very strong season from last season. Uh, did very well. Um, and like I said, the challenge of football, it's not just ours. Every club has its own uh, uh, different sort of challenges. Um, ours have probably been more um, obvious to all and, and more reported on. 
Um, but no, I, I'd expect, well, after after viewing them last season, obviously at the end of pre-season, you're never quite sure. Um, equally, they won't be sure about us either. Um, we'll wait and see, but they had a very strong season last season. They've still got some very good players. Um, so, yeah, we have to be ready for every challenge, and we've learned that. That is something the club's learned over the last couple of seasons. There's absolutely no gimmies in the Premier League. It's something I've been preaching for many, many years. So you have to be ready for everyone, uh, whether it's the first game or the last game, you have to be ready. A couple of things around the team. Is it confirmed that James Tarkovsky is vice-captain now? And if it is, how difficult was it to tell Jordan Pickford? Yeah, it's one of them, um, to be honest, there's a reason I spoke to Jordan and I spoke to Seamus. So to be clear, Seamus is club captain and team captain, as long as he's fit and he's well and he's playing, of course, and he's picked. Um, I just wanted an on-pitch um, as in literally on the pitch, you know, from a keeper's point of view. And I've had, uh, t I remember Tom was uh, captain for a while in the absence of Ben Mee and things like that. But generally speaking, I've always liked an on-field captain in the sense of, you know, higher up the pitch can affect more. Jordan's his own kind of captain anyway. You know, he's a very, very experienced player. Um, and he was absolutely un understanding of the situation. It's a very simple thing. But like I say, nothing's changed with Seamus. So if Seamus is fit and well, when he does get fit and well and he's playing, then he's captain. Taki fit for the weekend, also what chance that yeah, Dominic just, can have uh, any yeah, we, we, were, we were more being cautious over the last couple of games, as you can imagine, because the, the squad is still a bit uh, skinny. I mean, you know, we've got a couple in and, and loans and stuff, a couple of injuries still that are going to take a bit of time. So, yeah, it's more managing the, the players, but no, he's fine. Detail, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he just needs game. He needs game time, uh, Dom, because unfortunately he's... The games have just run out in pre-season for him. You know, if it could have been a couple of weeks earlier, we could have got more game time in. But he's fit and well uh, as regards generally. We're just finishing off the games programme, and as long as he comes through that, then then he'll certainly be. Uh, we'll be looking forward to having him back. Can he possibly be on the bench against Fulham? We'll have to make a call on that. I've spoken to him about it anyway, um, and how he's feeling and stuff like that. So we'll make a call on that. And just. Uh, Dwight and Seamus, any update on when they might be available again, and, and Delhi as well? Yeah, Dwight. How, yeah, Delhi unfortunately has had a setback. Um, he's finding himself, which is important, of course, after you know the recent news, and and he's, he's well in himself. But obviously, it's a bit a setback when he was just getting fit and he was just back in training, so that wasn't ideal. Um, so he's a bit a bit of time, but anyway, he's got time anyway. We know that to make sure he's well on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, yeah, Dwight, unfortunately, it's not going to be days, it's going to be weeks. I mean, not loads of weeks, we're waiting to see, but, but certainly it won't be days. So, yeah, that's an unfortunate one. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, an ankle ligament injury. Um, he's never, in my experience, not been injured very often. So uh, we're hopeful that his body uh, deals with that pretty quick. Seamus. Uh, Seamus is just on his way, yeah. Uh, natural uh, part of his rehab or coming through the natural part of his rehab. So this is more of a timescale thing um, as regards to the plan that was in place for that type of injury. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks. We'll go to Stuart to Premier League production. Um, obviously, the last couple of seasons have been um, a sort of a battle to survive in the Premier League. What do you think are the realistic aims and ambitions for this campaign for Everton? Well, like I mentioned, you know, I think it, it, it has to be progress. You know, we've got to look at progress. And, you know, from just staying up for two seasons, and I mentioned at the end of last season, you know, we can't just keep relying on that. There, there's got to be more to it. So we're looking to build on the squad mentality that's here. We're looking to bring some of their qualities more to life, if you like, um, and then also bring in where we can, you know, and, and achieve a more rounded squad. Um, so certainly the idea is to be better than last season, um, hopefully on a weekly basis, but certainly on a season's basis to be in better shape than we were last season. That's the first marker. In terms of Premier League experience, you've brought in Ashley Young, who's got vast Premier League experience. Um, what has he brought in and has he had an impact on the He's brought in the reminder that I'm old um, <laughs> as I was his captain and he made his debut so that was a bit of a reminder to the truth of my life um, when you see him waltz in the building 
Um, and he's at the end of his career, and I'm like, where did that go? <laughs> that was gone. But uh, no, he's, he's, a, he's a great pro. He's a, he's a rounded pro, obviously, very experienced, very fit, looks after himself, and he's still got that edge that you need as a player. Um, never been too bothered about age, me, as long as they've got that edge that it is, that competitive edge, and he's certainly got that. And it could be a last sort of full season at Goodison. I just wonder if that's an added motivation and it ends well. Um, no, I think that's more an historic thing. You know, if it, you've been Evertonian all your life and that sort of thing, then that's a different ball game. You know, I've been here two minutes in the grand scheme of things. So, um, you know, I'm just more worried about the team, getting that sorted out, organising the club the best I can and my share of it. Um, but the stadium and all that situation, that's more, that's deeper than just me as manager. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Sean. Hi. Um, when you came to the club uh, the second half of, of last season, there was obviously a very specific goal in mind and a lot of pressure, and the pressure is always there, of course. But how does it feel now? How excited are you for a new season? You've had the summer, a pre-season. Do, do you feel like you've got a bit more space to breathe, if you like? Yeah, I think so. There's still pressure because it's inherent in the job anyway, but certainly at a club like this, you know, the, the size of Everton Football Club, the history and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it was, it was a much more pressurised situation last season because of the, 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 the situation the team and the club found itself in. So, but there's always pressure. There's pressure you put on yourself as much as anything and to make sure you're working hard with the team to perform. So, um, yeah, I'm not too... Uh, if you get what I mean, I'm not looking at it like it's a breather, though. I mean, it, you know, there's no there's no time for a breather. It's it's going to be you know whistle blows and we're off and running again. So there's been a lot of work done pre-season. You want that to pay us back, and you want it to pay us back straight away. Um, but no, a different kind of pressure. Pressure's always there in what you do as a manager, and particular as I said at a big club like this. And for all coaches now this season, there are some new rules being brought in. And one of them is, and we saw it last week in the EFL, the amount of added on time to, to matches. How much do you? now have to factor that in in terms of how you manage the game and your substitutes and things like that? Yeah, it, it will play its part. We're, we're all um, been, been more or less assured of that. Um, I've had made a decision. Um, I, I don't know you know, who gets consulted on that, but we certainly weren't. So uh, the decision's made, that's it. So we all go along with it. And, and prepping for it, mental preparation as well for the players. Um, you know, in an era when you talk about health and safety and players playing too much football, it's a bit of an odd one, I think. But that's the way it is. So we get on with it. They're the rules. And we play too. And how encouraged have you been by what you've seen from Jared Branthwaite, who's now obviously back at the club? Is, is he going to have a big part to play this season? We'll see. I mean, he, he had a good season last season. We know that. He's, he's unfortunately missed about two weeks, 10 days, two weeks in pre-season. We're nothing too, too, um, too desperate. So, I mean, he's OK now. Uh, but, yeah, we've liked what he's offered um, since he's uh, been back at the club. Thanks, Ian. We'll go to Carl at the Press Association. One question on, on, on Delhi. I mean, that this summer was a major event yeah. in his life, talking about it. I just wondered how, how well the club was set up to deal with it and how important is that sort of pastoral side of the care? Well, he felt very well. Um, I saw his interview and I thought he spoke very um, positively and fairly about what we tried to support him with. Um, and, uh, and I think he's come through it well in his own grounds, you know, not just on any support we've given him. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I remember saying in an interview probably seven or eight years ago, I think it was to Henry Winter, I said, I said uh, he said, what do you think the future is? And I said, health and well-being, because the demands of the job, the demands of social media, the demands of modern life, um, uh, sorry, modern football life as a player, they're getting harder all the time. So that was my truth then, and it still is. You know, I think it is a future of what's going on. I think, you know, the health and well-being and the mental well-being is going to be a big part of the future of football. And He's come out and said what he said. He's in a good place now. I speak to him every few days, not not with too much depth, just checking in. Are you okay? 
and and he's in a good place at the moment, other than his injury, which is he's very unfortunate with to just re-injured slightly. So we're waiting on that to settle down. Okay. And, and your uh, last press conference of the season, post-match after Bournemouth, you spoke about the need for change. I just wondered what that change looked like and and how much has been implemented. Well, it looks like a slow, gradual change because obviously you can't change um, a whole thinking of a club in uh, in sort of what uh, well from last season to this season, what five and a half week pre-season, a close season of, of similar. Um, you know, you can't change everything, but I think we're beginning to make steps in the right direction. The rebalancing of the squad on the pitch, um, looking for that mixture with younger players as well as older, experienced players to find a sort of healthy balance. Off the pitch, there's some of it obviously I'm not in control of the very top of the club. Um, but, but there's certainly um, certainly a shift in mentality, I think, towards what the club's going to need moving forward. So we want to build on that and continue it. Thanks, Carl. Any further questions in the open section before we move on? Oh, it's boiling. You lot must be chucking up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's fair one, yeah. Hi, John. Uh, George Priestman, Liverpool World. I just want to talk about the striking options you've got this year. You're looking like you're going to have at least three or four players who could potentially play down the middle um, and maybe one more coming in. Does that fill you with hope, given that you were the league's lowest scorers last year? Well, it's something that a trend that we've, we have tried to affect last season with uh, goals from other areas. Obviously, Dwight and Duke being two players who, who certainly adjusted to that challenge. Um, I don't think it's just about strikers. It's very helpful if you've got strikers who are scoring and on form. That's obvious. Um, but we, well, we found different ways of affecting games. So, you know, statistically, um, we hope that the stats come back to us because it's unlikely you have another season where three strikers get, I think it was four goals. So that's unlikely. You never know, but that's unlikely. So that alone, we want to change that stat and help them to do that as strikers. Um, and if we can bring the right people in, then we will do.